Sarah Eisen, live today from X's corporate New York headquarters. Joining me exclusively in her first TV interview since taking on the new role is X Corp CEO Linda Yaccarino. Linda, thank you for having us here today. Sarah, thank you for being here. Thank you for visiting us today. It's so exciting, and to be on Squawk on the Street is a real privilege, so thank you. Well, we're, we're glad to talk to you. We have a lot of questions, and, and I think we should start with sort of the most recent major announcement, which is the company now being called X. Why did you do this rebrand? Well, first of all, I think uh, we need to rewind a little bit and, and remind ourselves that Elon has been talking about X, the everything app, for a very long time. Even when we announced that I was joining the company, I was joining the company to partner with Elon to transform Twitter into X, the everything app. So, you know, I, I also at the heart of the rebrand, X, we need to keep our minds open that it's developing into this global town square that is fueled by free expression where the public gathers in real time. And I want to stop on that for a second, because in real time is what's most important about the vibrancy of X and how people interact with it. And now it's all in one seamless interface. So think about what's happened since the acquisition, right? Mm. Experiences and evolution into long form video and articles. Subscribe to your favorite creators who are now earning a real living on the platform, which is so exciting. You look at video, and you look at soon you'll be able to make video chat calls without having to give your phone number to anyone on the platform. And then payments. Payments, there's been a lot of talk about that. Payments between you and a friend, between you and one of your creators. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a lot going on in the rebrand represented really a liberation from Twitter, a liberation that allowed us to evolve past a legacy mindset and a thinking and to reimagine how everyone, everyone on spaces who's listening, everybody who's watching around the world, it's going to change how we congregate, how we entertain, how we transact all in one platform. But Lynn, I, I understand that you're, you're trying to present something new and a bigger idea, mm. but you're, you're a brand person. Twitter mm. was a, a strong brand. You have tens of millions of active users. Even Meta, with the name change, didn't change the name of Facebook. Some people think it's like changing J&J &J changing Band-Aid. Well, I have to say, I think uh, we could spend some time to talk about what bold ambition brings. Bold ambition that the team at X has delivers great experiences and great new products. And if you stay Twitter or you stay uh, whatever your previous brand is, change tends to be only incremental. And you get graded by a legacy report card. And at X, we think about what's possible, not the incremental change of what can't be done. And if you think about, uh, if you think about the velocity of product changes, infrastructure improvements that have happened over the last 10 months, it kind of answers the question of why rebrand. And the exciting thing about it is the user sentiment on the platform. And it's only been three weeks, but the user sentiment on the Successful? platform 
three out of four, very successful, three out of four of our in our user community mm. feel good. A lot of them feel great about the rebrand because they live with us. It's habitual. They know what we're about. They know what, where we're going. But what we found out was even more exciting, which was there's much more of a broader conversation going on, is what does this, this kind of clear canvas allow us to do? And there's broader conversations going on about new products, about long-form video, about payments. So it's actually we're believing in our user community and we're not limited by that legacy thinking. You mentioned that it, it has always been Elon's idea and he's been talking about this yeah. for a while, which yeah. does raise the question about your role as CEO and whether he shares control. Uh, mine and Elon's roles are very clear. And I want to go back to the rebrand for a second, because if you if anyone remembers, I know I have it saved. Not everyone has it saved when Elon announced me joining the company. And he was very specific and very clear that I was joining him to help him transition Twitter to X, the everything app. And now let's go to our roles and the clarity of that, because it's pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward. Elon focuses on product design. He leads a team of extraordinary engineers and focuses on new technology. So think about it as Elon is working on accelerating the rebrand and working on the future. And I'm responsible for the rest, running the company, from partnerships to legal to sales to finance, all the things. And you have what autonomy in doing that? Yes, I have autonomy in doing that. I have a great partner in Elon. It's been eight incredibly supportive weeks. And I know a lot of people ask me that question. They're incredibly curious. Uh, but our roles are very clear. And the way uh, Elon and I talked about it before I started was that while our, our lanes are really clear and defined, we are brought together uh, by the belief in what we're trying to achieve. Right. So so when I was talking on spaces and started, which is our joint belief uh, in in free expression and the importance of that being a foundational core value of the company. And then, you know, you kind of think about it simply as almost like a relay race. Elon uh, works on the technology, dreams up what's next, passes the baton to me. I bring it to market. For, for economic prosperity, not only for our company, but for all of our customers, like our advertising partners. But you have the hard part of, of making that vision into a business. And I do wonder if, if your and Elon's vision of a free speech platform can be a viable business. Well, it being a viable business, so I think you have to go back to um, kind of like the, the vibrancy and the health and safety of the platform. Because if there are half a billion users all over the world showing up multiple times a day in growing periods of time to talk, debate, learn, laugh, I, I, I think X might be one of the funniest places on earth. And if they're going there to share their lives, their vulnerability, their dreams, their opinions, what a vibrant place is that? And, and, and what a great place for a business model for, for, let's talk in this context, for advertisers to participate and take advantage of that real-time communication that's going on. And I think you can't separate uh, big events that happen on the platform. 
whether it's now we could talk about the World Cup or you could talk about uh, the NFL or the NBA. In real time, people congregate on Twitter because you have to have to keep up what's going on. It's it's almost like a literal 24 seven, uh, uh, 24 seven FOMO. And I, I mean, a, a, a a most commercial answer, which I think is is the right way to answer your question. Is it a business model? I'll give you the most commercial answer. Where would we think Barbenheimer got started? So you look at two of the biggest movies that have opened and happened since COVID. And I think in a week or two, you'll be nearing two billion dollars in box office receipts. But not that X is mm -hmm. taking credit for all of that um, success. But that's where the conversation started. There's also a lot of hate and there's a lot of vitriol and, and conspiracy theories. And those attract a lot of eyeballs, too. And so if you're a brand and a business, why would you feel safe advertising? I, you know, I, I think that's an appropriate question. I think some of the headline comments or phrases uh, need to be continually uh, brought to light and debunked. And I'm glad you asked. But I, I want to be clear, you know, um, for almost 11 years, my previous experience was at NBC Universal, And a large part of my remit was uh, overseeing all the advertising revenue and partnerships for the company. And our number one social partner was Twitter. And Twitter was safe, and we felt comfortable always being there. And but not all it, brands. I mean, a lot of brands have, have left. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm going. I, <laughs> I hear you. Um, and by, I, I want to take that last 10 years and put it in perspective. Because by all objective metrics, X is a much healthier and safer platform than it was a year ago. Since acquisitions, we have built brand safety and content moderation tools that have never existed before at this company. And we've introduced a new policy to your specific point about hate speech called freedom of speech, not reach. So if you're going to post something that's illegal or against the law, you're gone, zero tolerance. But more importantly, if you're going to post something that is lawful, but it's awful, you get labeled. You get labeled, you get de-amplified, which means it cannot be shared, and it is certainly demonetized. Back to your direct point about brand safety. brands, yeah. brand safety. So they are protected from the risk of being next to that content. And it's also why uh, it's really important to note that once a post is labeled, and it can't be shared. And the user sees that 30% of the time, they take it down themselves. Staggeringly, they take it down. And that reducing that hateful content from being seen is one of the best examples how X is committed to encouraging healthy behavior online. And today, I can confidently sit in front of you and say that 99.9% of all posted impressions are healthy. How do you define healthy, though? Is porn healthy? Are conspiracy theories healthy? 
you know, it goes back to my point about our success with freedom of speech, not reach. And if it's, if it is lawful, but it's awful, it's extraordinarily difficult for you to see it. But how many millions of people follow Kanye West? Lawful, but awful. And he's allowed back on. You know, Kanye, who hasn't rejoined the platform yet, but is planning to do so, um, will operate within the very specific policies that we have established, that we're clear on, that everyone who's watching this or listening on spaces can access themselves. And we have an extraordinary team of people who are overseeing hands-on keyboards, monitoring all day, every day, to make sure that that 99.99% of impressions um, remain at that number. But we also have to remember what's at the core of free expression. You might not agree with what everyone is saying. We want to make it a healthy debate and discourse, but free expression at its core will really, really only survive when someone you don't agree with says something you don't agree with. And what a great place we would live in if we were able to return to a healthy, constructive discourse amongst people that we don't agree with. So labeling certain people or deciding certain people are good or bad is not a universal thing because there are some people wow. that disagree with us. I got, um, and our individual opinions. That's why we have, it's why we're doubling down on brand safety. It's yeah. why our trust and safety team is so good at what they do. But I think there are questions with, with your boss's own tweets. I was talking to a brand yesterday that scaled back advertising on X. Why? They said, well, the, the head of the company sometimes tw tweets things that we think are in violation of their own safety practices. And in an interview with my colleague, David Faber, Elon said, in, in response to a question about tweeting a conspiracy theory and whether that was risking losing advertisers, I don't care. If I, I want to say what I say and if I lose money, so be it. Doesn't that make your job impossible? It definitely does not make my job impossible. I think what it, it fuels more of an ambition for my job to make sure that everyone, including Elon, is entitled to their own opinion. Now, we all do things that we reconsider at other times. I think you remember when I, uh, uh, in my early days of meeting Elon, I interviewed him at a marketing conference in Miami, and we had a little bit of a debate of uh, rethinking tweets, maybe, I don't know, after 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and <laughs> Does he give you a heads up he, on the tweets and at all? He ha I would never expect him oh. to do so. I would never. And again, the real-time nature and beauty of X Clearing your tweets with someone is, is, is much less effective. Um, but that being said, I want to get back to it's really important that everyone should be allowed to have their own opinion, right? And that's mm -hmm. really important that that's for everyone, not just what some people determine is a, a lane uh, that you should live in. And as far as brands um, reacting mm -hmm. potentially to some of anyone's tweets, again, it's why we put the brand safety uh, uh, you know, tools and capabilities in place. But also, I think what brands are getting more and more reminded of 
is the platform is not about a particular person's tweets. It's about the vibrancy and the half a billion users who are on the platform and what that represents as opportunities for them. I could go back to the great movie opening week, weekends that we've had and contributed to. I could go back to World Cup and go through the brands that have stuck with us and brands that are coming back. Are like they coming back? Coca-Cola, Visa, State Farm is a huge partner. They're coming back. The last bunch of weeks continued revenue growth. And I think uh, it's a combination of things. Number one, uh, the, the reminding of two brands, and mm -hmm. specifically by me. I'll tell you what I've done the last eight weeks since I've been here. In addition to meeting a lot of the team, for the last eight weeks, I've either been in uh, personal, direct, and I've lived on a lot of planes lately, uh, direct conversations with CMOs and CEOs. Mm -hmm. uh, and we cover a lot of ground. And I focus on those that have either uh, maybe paused or reduced spending to remind them about the power of the platform and the power of the user base and the, the economic potential of them partnering with us again. Again, think about and it. And that is successful. Okay, so pitch. I'm going to add. I'm going to add to it. So I think also presence. Keep in mind, mm -hmm. we're a company that has gone from 8,000 people mm -hmm. and has gone through a very necessary cost discipline exercise. How many is it To now? about 1,500 people. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that there would be uh, some type of impact of presence in these, with these people. So that's what my job is. That's why I came over with a lot of experience, a lot of relationships mm -hmm. yeah. to re-engage, re-engage and nurture those relationships again. But it's also what's happened in the last week uh, is a byproduct of me listening to them and listening to them of what was important. And, and what's most important to re-engage with them has been the rollout. I believe if, on Tuesday, we announced the rollout of all of our new safety tools, right? So think about it in terms of brand safety. I wrap a security a blanket around you, my brand, my chief marketing officer, and say, your ads will only air next to content that is appropriate for you of your choice. In addition to that, we took it a step further. And we exclusively partnered with one of the leaders in this space, Integral Ad Science, IAS. And it brought a whole nother level of transparency. Think about our conversations now as a three-way deal. X, our partners, mm -hmm. our, our marketing partners, and IAS. That brings a level of transparency and protections to them that re-engages them with this yeah. community. Can you get to cash flow positive? And when? Um, uh, it's a really great question, and I want to be specific. You know, uh, I've been at the company eight weeks. The operational run rate right now, we're pretty close to break even. Close to break we're even. Close to break even. We're pacing well. When you think about uh, the cost discipline that I mentioned, and I mean incredible cost, dis uh, cost discipline before I arrived at the company. So the yeah. last eight or hiring? nine months, I'm getting yeah. to that, which is the most exciting part. Uh, uh, so the answer to are we hiring? Yes. It's why I came, you know, after eight months and all the people that I've seen, uh, they're so incredibly focused on the success of X. I get to come in and shift from this mm -hmm. cost discipline to growth.
And what does growth mean? Growth means hiring. And I would add to that is that we have recent momentum in, in three key areas, right? So when we think about our data li licensing and API with, with X is an incredible business, our new subscriptions business growing, and then what, what part of my, uh, what I would say, expertise and experience and what I came to do uh, was to drive advertising at the company. And I can say that I am encouraged uh, by the daily meetings and conversations that I, ha that I have in a resurgence in focus and considerations from the really blue chip brands across the ecosystem. So I'm, I'm thanking them in advance. I'm thanking them um, for those who have come on since I've joined, and the future is bright. It's a good, it's a good update on the business. Linda, I have to ask you about Threads, though, as a competitor, which launched in five days, got 100 million users. I know they've given back some, but how big of a threat is that? And is Zuckerberg really going to fight Elon? Oh, goodness. I don't know which part of that question <laughs> I should take they're first. They're both serious they're, questions. They're both serious questions. Listen, X is no stranger to competition. Many have tried over the years with the company uh, formerly known as Twitter. But think about what Twitter has uh, pioneered, right? Hashtags, verified checks, paid verification, really paving the way for what's next. It's why many people have tried. And you're right. Threads did jump in with a ton of hype and, and a launch pad from their Instagram users that everyone was predicting this uh, dramatic and continued growth. So that's where I land on is uh, obviously you, you said has dropped off. It's uh, dropped off dramatically, but you can never ever take your eye off any competition because they'll continue iterating. And as much as the launch has stalled, we're keeping an eye on everything that they're doing. Uh, what we can see is that they may be building to what uh, Twitter was, okay? Enter rebrand, uh, enter X, and we're focused on what X will be. And it's entirely yeah. different roadmap and vision. Is it really a good thing if you're if the, head of, if the head of X physically fights in a cage match against the head of Meta? You know, I... It's hard to, to, is it a really a good thing? For what you're trying to do, build this business. I think it is a separate excitement from the business. You know, I represent all business operations. I don't think I will be on the undercard for the cage match. So I think uh, we have to really stay focused on the, the seriousness of the potential of X and not conflate it with things uh, that may be a, a uh, humorous back and forth between uh, Zuck and Musk, and we'll see if that cage match really does happen. What I can say is that I've had a front row seat of witnessing that Elon is training. I was in San Francisco last week, so that was true. He's posted about it. Uh, and I also know uh, Zuck's history and, and level of preparedness. So nonetheless, what a great brand sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> and I, I can't help myself. Uh, but what I was happy to see is that there certainly is an agreement to support 
uh, one of the most important community groups that there is that we should all be thankful for, and that's veterans. So if it does happen, I would have to say there are uh, some re there's some really great excitement of some terrific beneficiaries of it. Would never happen with female executives. I, I think we might we might have an exchange in a different way or a different setting. I agree. Linda, Again, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank here, you, being Sarah. here at uh, Twitter, or excuse me, XHQ in New York City.